Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Changing the Game with Social Selling, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo in your company's future and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Yes, indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the Game Changers, I promise you're in the right place. Let's see what the buzz is. Oh, my, we've done this buzz before, and it still holds. I won't ask you to look back into your time in the Bible study class, but you've heard this one before. Do to others or do unto others as you would have them do to you. We know this as the golden rule. I just discovered it's also called the law of reciprocity. It's a principle of treating other people as you would like them to treat you. Aha! It's also considered a maxim of altruism, doing nice things for other people in many religions and cultures. If you're looking for history, golden rule or golden law was used widely starting in the early 17th century in Britain. The earliest known use was by Anglicans Charles Gibbon and Thomas Jackson in 1604. That's our history lesson. So what in the world are we talking about now? It's truth time. Are you, come on, tell me everybody. Are you stalking prospects to get into their Facebook news feed? Come on, you know. Are you sending weird stuff to people on LinkedIn, getting a little too personal? No, no, no. What we'd like you to think about doing is becoming a patient advisor in their buying journey. I know it takes self-control, but that's what we call etiquette. So we're going to resume. This is part three of a discussion we started back last year in 2017. So much to talk about. We did part one, part two, and now we're doing part three. The do's and don'ts of social selling and how you and your team, come on, if you're in a company medium to large, even small, there are more than one of you using social selling. What you should, we hate that word, we put quotes around it, what you should versus should not do, how should you behave in the digital world. Yes, there is an etiquette. So the golden rule it still applies in our hyper-paced digital age. There we go. Let me tell you who my experts on the panel are, and then we'll get started. Just a minute, I will be introducing to you with her opening quote, Vivica Von Rosen. She is the co-founder of Vingresso. She's also called, quote-unquote, the LinkedIn expert. We'll find out what her role is and with whom she co-founded Vingresso. We've had many people from Vingresso on the show. Happy to welcome Vivica. We're welcoming back. Well, how can we do social selling etiquette without Barbara Giamanco? We call her Barb. She's the CEO of Social Centered Selling and a successful author. And welcoming also back another panelist. Sherelle Robinson-Brown, Global Social Selling Program Team at SAP. So welcome to all three of our panelists. Vivica Von Rosen has sent us a quote from Henry Ford. Oh, come on. He, you know, I don't know if people know this, Vivica. He did not invent the automobile or the assembly line, but he developed and manufactured the first car that many middle-class Americans could afford. Very interesting. Here's the quote Vivica has selected from Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Vivica Von Rosen, how are you today? Welcome to Game Changers. Thank you so much. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I feel like I'm behind the ball. All my, other, uh, all my other partners have been on the show before. Well, we have to get you in. Just tell us quickly, uh, who, with whom did you found Vingresso? I don't usually do this when we're talking about the quotes, but I think we need to do it now. So you founded it when and with, with tell us, fill in the blank. 
Yeah, so we founded it under a year ago um, with Mario Martinez. He's our CEO, mm -hmm. Mario Martinez Jr. Sorry, Mario. Yes, <laughs> you're right. Kurt Shaver and then Bernie Borges, who, of course, you, you all are working with, so, or SAP is working with. So, um, and yeah, I, I mean, really, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Um, Mario had a vision for five competitors to come together and create kind of an Uber. Uh, social selling, digital sales transformation company. So that's what we did. <laughs> so tell me now. Let's apply this. And by the way, I saw Mario's video where he opened a uh, a webinar, a seminar uh, in front of a large packed room full of people. He opened it with salsa dancing. And I have to Indeed. tell Mario that I I'm a salsa dancer. I'm a ballroom dancer. And I went to my first ballroom slash salsa social dance this Sunday. I'm in Durham, North Carolina now. So I'm introducing myself to the dance community and and vice versa. I, I'm going to get a dance with Mario one of these days because I liked his move. Good, good move on stage. So <laughs> he's got good move. Move, you can move tell him Mario Martinez. <laughs> he's coming. He's going to be on Game Changers Radio Coffee Break with me tomorrow. As a matter of fact, on digital right, exactly. selling and AI. <laughs> now, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Let's apply this, Vivica, please, to the topic of manners and etiquette, the golden rule in the age of digital selling. How does this apply? Yeah, I think um, one of the issues that I know we're all going to dive into is uh, the fear of this term social selling, the fear of the term digital transformation, the fear that a lot of sales professionals have around, uh -huh. you know, being online and engaging with people online. And the fact is, fear is the only thing, you know, their belief that they, they can't do it is their only thing that's keeping them from succeeding. Um, <clears throat> once they get on social, once they start engaging on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or any other social channel that's relevant to their business, I think, you know, they go, oh, wait, this is just like the networking that I used to do on the golf course or, you know, the lunch and learns only, uh -huh. you know, it's online. Now, hopefully they remember it's the same because, and I know we're going to dive into this a little bit more, but, you know, just because it's social doesn't mean you can be rude. <laughs> so <laughs> I know we'll talk about that more later, but really, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So, you know, for yep. those people who are apprehensive about social selling and digital transformation, um, you know, dip your toe in. Guess what? You can. There you go. Thank you, Vivica. Pleasure to have you on. Vivica asked me about an hour ago if this was video or audio, and I said I always dress up and I always wear lipstick, and I think she did too. Uh, hair and makeup are mandatory for good radio. We know that. You have to have to be in the moment, right? It's a party. There we go. Vivica, welcome. Thank you very much. And now let's turn to our many-time repeat panelist, Barb Giamanco of Social Centered Selling. And Barb has sent us a quote from somebody I'd never heard of, Barb. It's Robert Lee Fulgham, F-U-L-G-H-U-M. He's still with us, born in 1937, American author and Unitarian Universal, Universalist minister. Uh, he became very popular in 1988 with his book, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Get this, it stayed on the New York Times bestseller list for two years. It's a collection of essays subtitled Uncommon Thoughts on Common Things. There was a 25th anniversary edition published, and uh, he updated it and, and added 25 new stories. There are 17 million copies of his book in print. Barb, don't you salivate when you hear those numbers? It's in 27 languages in 103 <laughs> countries. He's been on two TV adaptations of the book for PBS. He's got a great, he's a 
Grammy, nom- Grammy nominee for spoken word. My goodness, he has been nationally syndicated in newspapers all over the country and speaks around the world. Glad, glad I heard of him. Here is his. Here are his words of wisdom quoted by Barb Giamanco. Quote, sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will break our hearts. I'm crying, Barb. Boo-hoo. Talk to me. What does this have to do with social selling etiquette? Barb, welcome back. How have you been? I've been great, Bonnie. Thank you so much for having me back. Always a pleasure. Um, and now that you've researched Mr. Falcon, I'm surprised you hadn't heard of him before, but uh, he's somebody I've followed for a long time. And what does the quote have to do with what we're talking about? Well, if you stop and think about it, when we're interacting in social, we're using words and, you know, we're communicating through our keyboards. This could certainly also apply to email as well. And I think that sometimes people don't stop to think about the damage words might be doing to both themselves and their own personal mm-hmm. brand, but others that they're interacting with. And so when I was, you know, I'm always looking for something interesting to bring to your show in terms of a quote. And I thought, you know, that really fits. I don't think people stop and think. They They probably wouldn't say certain things to your face, but for some reason, you see certain things come out online, and, you know, when I I sit back and I think to myself, how is it possible you don't know the damage you're doing? Absolutely, and Barb, one of the things that has emerged over the years when we first started with, oh, before texting with emails, the, the concept was forwarded by, I guess it was social psychologists saying, you cannot see the emotional nuances in an email or even in a text. Okay, we have emojis now. Okay, we had little funny characters you did with your keyboard, a smiley or a sad face, but you still don't know what the person was really thinking when they said it. There's no eye contact. You can't see the smile or the frown or the clenched jaw or the clenched fist or the hammer they're holding over there. Exactly, exactly. And, And, you know, when I think for myself personally, Bonnie, I always do my absolute best to consider that the person's got, you know, (laughs) the right intent. Um, And as we're going to talk about in the show, though, I think all of us have examples of where that's just not the case. You can tell that people truly are trying to do harm for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting, a funny sidebar to to all three of you, especially to Vivica on LinkedIn, I'm starting to get dating requests on LinkedIn from people I have no idea. I've gotten two. Uh, I sent one to Kirsten Boyle. Do you two? I got one from uh, the other day, and I sent it to Kirsten Boylow, and she said, "Go and, and uh, you know put a note that this is spam." But this man has such a common name. There are eight of him. On, <laughs> none of them. Are in, none of them are in my network. Eight of that name. It's not that common name, but there are eight people with that name on LinkedIn. So I can't find him, and I just deleted it. But that's like no, and that's in one of your talking points. I think one of your statements, Vivica. Uh, it's not a dating site. So thank you for that. Yeah. And waiting patiently is Cheryl Robinson Brown. She's already started tweeting. Thank you, Sherelle. And thank you to Jane Lewis tweeting. And uh, a gentleman at Social Oleo Express has been tweeting. Thank you very much, as well as Vivica. We appreciate that. Hashtag SAP Radio. Sherelle sent us a quote from Steve Ballmer. Stephen Anthony Ballmer, born in 1956, American businessman, investor, philanthropist. He was the CEO of Microsoft from January 2000 to February 2014. And he's currently the owner of the LA Clippers of the the NBA National Basketball Association makes me think of Mark Cuban started in tech and, and he owns the Dallas Mavericks and uh, maybe there's a, a link I don't know whether it's it's a testosterone link between going into high tech and being very successful and wanting to own a sports team we'll have to talk about that on another show Sherelle sent us the following quote 
great companies in the way they work start with great leaders. Sherelle, welcome back. How have you been? I have been so well, Bonnie, letting the girls uh, run me ragged and, you know, working hard in social selling. Good to talk to you again. Thank you. So talk to me about, you've got the word leader in here, and we're talking about golden rule. Does good leadership set the tone for social selling etiquette at the top? Sherelle, talk to me. Yes. Uh, the reason why I chose this quote is because I think it's directly correlated, even though it may not sound like it is, with um, the golden rule. And leadership starts with yourself and your personal brand. You're the captain of your own ship. So if you are driving your own entrepreneurship or intrapreneurship within another company, you have to be a great leader and you have to have great leaders who are mentors and who are driving the ship of a bigger organization. And so I feel like that, coupled with the Golden Rule, are key um, pieces of how you run your personal brand. Well, Sherelle, this this goes perfectly with my opening. I talked about the do's and don'ts of you and your team. And I even mentioned, depending on the size of your company, there's going to be more than one unless you're working out of an office by yourself. But maybe you want to imply there are other people. So it really, I, we talk often about this, setting the tone of a company's culture. It should come from the top. Sometimes it percolates up from the bottom or out from the sides, from the middle, because things aren't going right. But it should be said at the very beginning. I think this is an important message we need to send that when you're starting a company, you need to decide what is your brand and what is your corporate etiquette on social. We'll talk about that in a little while. Thank you, Sherelle, and welcome back. Now, and tell, the, tell your, your teenage daughters you're on the radio and you need a, an hour with me and then they can run you ragged again. Okay. <laughs> Vivica Von Rosen, I'm ready to talk to you. This is our segment called What's in Your Cup today. We want to know where are you calling from, what part of the world you don't need to give us the Google coordinates of the roof of your house or the number on your office door, dear. But we'd love to know where you're calling from in general. And if you want to give a weather report, that's fine. But we'd love to know what's your favorite drink. What powers Vivica Von Rosen? Yeah, so this morning, hard liquor. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's, I'm sorry. It's my big five zero today, uh, you know. So uh, ah. I'm dealing with that. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, so so hard liquor is going to get me through the day. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, right now, I got a cup full of coffee, lots and lots of coffee, um, and I'm coming to you from beautiful Loveland, Colorado, on our hilltop, uh, overlooking a sunny Devil's Backbone. Sounds lovely. What's your favorite coffee? Come on, we want a brand. What can we link yeah, with the Vivica Von Rosen? Um, it's not Starbucks. <laughs> I was just in Jamaica, and uh, I, we had their Blue Mountain coffee, and oh my goodness, that was that was a whole other experience. Uh, so yeah, I have a new favorite. I can't really afford to drink it every day, but I definitely have a new favorite. <laughs> okay, well, nice to know, and happy, happy birthday. It is Thank February 13th, you. and happy birthday to you. And now let's go to Barb Giamanco. Barb, I don't know how many times you've been on Game Changers with me, more than a half a dozen, I know that. And I don't remember what you were drinking last time, but so anything you say will surprise me. Where are you calling from, Barbara? <laughs> I'm calling in from Atlanta, Georgia, and now that I know you're in Durham, we're going to have to get together and meet in person soon, Bonnie. Absolutely. And what are you drinking? What's, what, what do you recommend for a favorite coffee in this part of the world? Uh, well, actually, I'm a, I am a fan of the Jamaican coffee that uh, Vivica just mentioned. However, 
I don't drink coffee these days. I'm a green tea drinker, mm. so I'm my second cup of green tea, which I uh, which I love. Of course, my favorite drink that everybody knows that I'll imbibe in later in the evening is my red wine. Uh, yes. What kind of red wine? Come on, we want a little more specifics here because somebody <laughs> might want to say, I want to drink just like Barb Giamanco does. So what should they be drinking? Uh, you know, if it's got a fun label on it and it's a Cabernet, <laughs> I'm drinking it. <laughs> I, I was asked to open for a comedy show. I haven't done stand. I, I try to be funny sitting down, as you know. I was asked to open for a, a paid comedian uh, about two months ago in my community here. I've only been here 168 days, so this was like my fifth week here. And they said, we heard you're a stand-up. You're so I dusted off an old routine, and, and it, it's a singles routine because I've, I've been single for many, many years. Uh, yes, second time around single. And um, I did a part of my routine was if you want to meet men, you go to the brand new. There's a fabulous grocery store here with a humongous yeah. Wine department. One of the, it's bigger than most wine stores, and they have a bar. And the bar is near the prepared foods in the deli and, and the meat counter. And I said, you watch the men going by when you sit at the bar. Watch the men going by, and you see what's in their shopping cart. If it's Pampers or any female hygiene products, you don't talk to them. But if it's something that looks like he's running his own household, you can say hello. You want to join me for a drink? But I named some really crazy wine labels. And Barb, I did my research on the funkiest names, and I got to tell you anything goes for wine labels today they are just yeah. funny as all get it and as I'm re I'm saying you know I wondered if I was going to be drinking the this or this or this and people in the audience there were 200 people in the audience that night believe it or not and they were looking at me saying yeah we know that wine yeah we bought we have that labels. yes these know, are real crazy. it, it and, hit and a nerve you know funny. it was yeah go ahead sometimes sometimes the crazier the label the better the the wine taste i mean i've picked out wines just because the label looked funny and it had a great picture and it turned out to be a, a great tasting wine so <laughs> who knew and one of my one of my favorites is barefoot riesling i discovered it it's always on sale and it's just divine with a little golden barefoot on the on the top of the label you peel off and i sometimes keep those little things like little low never mind too much personal information sherelle robinson brown where are you calling from and what do you love to drink sherelle what powers you Bonnie, I am calling from Glenside, Pennsylvania. It's a suburb outside of Philadelphia, and we just got finished celebrating the Super Bowl win for the Eagles. So I'm recovering. So what's in my (laughs) cup? I am completely obsessed with coffee and wine. Um, However, I am drinking a power smoothie um, that includes bananas, strawberries, blueberries, uh, ginger to give it a kick, pineapple, and mango. Ooh, are they all fresh fruits or do you use some frozen? I'm curious, Sherelle. I use the frozen fruits because it gives it a great, I, I, it almost tastes like ice cream. I'm fooling myself. Yes. So. <laughs> gotcha. I've started adding ice cubes. I'm, I'm on a D-I-E-T and I'm, I'm not putting ice cream in my smoothie in the morning anymore. There's, there's, two, there's three half gallons in the freezer. I haven't touched them in weeks. That is the truth. Talking about well, etiquette. You know, <laughs> the reason why I'm actually doing this is not because of the Eagles game, um, recovering from that, but I was, uh, had really bad case of food poisoning back in December and oh. I stopped eating meat. I'm highly plant-based and mm-hmm. I feel so much better. I went and dropped almost 15 pounds. 
And oh, I, I wasn't my. trying. I was just, wow. um, you know, suffering w- the post-traumatic stress of being sick so long. I'm sorry you were yeah. sick. Well, that's a very interesting idea. Well, I've started adding ice cubes to my banana and 1% milk and agave smoothie in the morning, and it really makes it very frothy, doubles, it volumizes it, doubles the volume of the shake, and, and I put a little dry cocoa into it, too, unsweetened, and it's actually quite good. Thank you. But as you all know, uh, well, Vivica doesn't know me. They don't let me anywhere near caffeine on radio show days, Vivica. And today is a double header. An hour after we're off the air, I start another show. We're debuting a brand new show called Game Changing Conversations. Aha. So I have to be all powered up. But all they let me drink on Tuesdays is water. So I have my cool, clear mug with my cool, clear water. And I have a pink straw because it has been raining and gloomy in Durham for the past three and a half days. I kid you not. But at least the wind has died down. And there's no plus. That's French for rain on the window right now as my office looks out on the street. Beautiful view. And I'm very happy to be here. And thank you. We're getting all nice tweets here. And Vivica Von Rosen has... I said she's super, capital S, capital U, capital P, capital E, capital R. I got the message. Super honored to be on SAP Radio with Barb Giamanco, Sherelle, and Bonnie, three amazingly powerful women, and we feel the same way about you. And uh, Sherelle just tweeted, happy birthday, beautiful, to you. To Vivica, so we're having a good party here, but we have a very serious topic. It is mind your manners, social selling etiquette, and the golden rule. Getting down to business, we're going to take a break of about 90 seconds. We really want you to stick around because you are going to learn so many words of wisdom, words to use, words not to use, ways to handle yourself, ways to be a good leader in your company, whether you're the head of the company or you're a team player, and you're going to impart these words of wisdom. This is guidance on do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do you really want people stalking, spamming, and overwhelming you on social when they're trying to sell you? I don't think so, and therefore you shouldn't behave that way. So, I'm Bonnie D. Graham, in case you didn't guess. Whatever this means to you, we're going to be right back, and our topic today is Mind Your Manners, Social Selling Etiquette, and the Golden Rule. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. That's in order now. Aaron out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Social media is taking sales organizations by storm. And only those who adapt quickly into the new digital world will be around in the future. Social selling is a concept that has implications to all lines of business. From building the fundamentals in the sales process and getting the content marketing mix right to building cross-functional teams and ultimately changing the way buyers and sellers engage in a digital world. Join our experts as they analyze and discuss how social selling is changing the world of business. Changing the Game with Social Selling is presented by SAP. Visit www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Changing the Game with Social Selling, presented by SAP. Email your comments and questions to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet during and after the live show at Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Changing the Game with Social Selling. 
Indeed, we are changing the game with social selling and a shout out to the sponsor of this series. She's back for season four. My goodness, how time flies. Kirsten Boylow at SAP. And she's going to be joining me with Mario Martinez Jr., a couple of other people talking about digital selling and AI when two powerful words, worlds collide on Coffee Break with Game Changers tomorrow. That's Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. You know where we are. So our topic now is Mind Your Manners, Social Selling Etiquette and the Golden Rule. Vivica Von Rosen from Vengresso is going to start the roundtable and here are some very, very interesting comments from Vivica. I'll start reading and then she will run with it. Then we will invite Barb and Sherelle to join the conversation. So, uh, Vivica says, don't be a stalker. Yes, you want to stay top of mind with your prospects. And, of course, you don't want to take no for an answer the first, second, third, or fourth time. Let's, But there's a clear line between good social selling practices and being annoying. She combines that with the following statement, which goes very well, unfortunately, with stalking. Don't tell me I am beautiful. LinkedIn is not a dating site. Your engagement on LinkedIn should be the same as your engagement at work. Sexism, racism, Ageism should never have a place on LinkedIn or any other digital business platform. That packs a punch. Talk to me, Vivica. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you brought that up earlier about being asked on dates. And, and yeah. uh, you know, it seems to be, it, it comes about in waves. You know, I won't get a request like that for a long time. And then I'll get one and I'll put it online and everyone will be like, yeah, yeah, I got that too. So it, it, it seems to be coming about in waves. But you know, it's these scamming schemes where people get on LinkedIn, they, they create an account and they go out and say, hey, I'm a, a prince and I need a princess and will you marry me? Oh, wow. <laughs> ever after in Ghana, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I truly, I, I, I have a screenshot of that. I truly have one of those. Um, but, but also, um, that, that's the obvious scam, and, and hopefully most of us understand those catfishing schemes now. I, I just tweeted. It was funny. I went back when I was single, and I was on all these dating sites. You know, I would go to LinkedIn to verify if that person was real or not, um, because if they were a business professional, you know, they would probably have a LinkedIn account. Well, they're, they're so savvy now. You've got all these phishing scams with people who've created yeah. fake LinkedIn accounts to back up their, their Match.com account. So um, that, that's one side of it. But you know, more than that is is the etiquette, and it it's a little interesting to me that on LinkedIn you'll have people saying things and doing things that they would never do. I would hope, you know, in real life, um, especially like in a business situation, you're not going to start hitting on. Uh, well, hopefully, <laughs> you're not going to start hitting on on the men and women in the room with you. Um, you know, say save that for the bar after, but. On LinkedIn, I'm, I'm seeing a lot more and hearing a lot more about, you know, dating requests and things like that. Um, one, one particular event, uh, there was a lawyer, um, this was in Europe or in England, who, um, who complimented, you know, it was a compliment to another lawyer, uh, Charlotte Proudman, um, saying she would win the prize for the best LinkedIn picture I've ever seen. Now, to me, that's not awful, but, you know, Considering they're both lawyers and, and Charlotte was a human rights lawyer, it was probably not the best, uh, <laughs> yeah. not the best message. But what happened was um, she got upset. She, she, she publicly um, showcased that private message. It really blew up. And, and long story short, they both ended up losing their jobs. So, really? you know, just keep it, 
keep keep it keep it keep it business like when you're on LinkedIn is is my humble opinion. Um, similarly, uh, you know, and usually these are not real ladies. Usually, this is this is again a, a phishing or a, a scam. But um, you know, maybe keep the girls inside your top if you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> picture i'm just saying <laughs> yeah no no you're absolutely right provocative does not belong if you want to be true do unto others very and, and don't bait exactly. others very well very well put barb giamanco social centered selling love to get your thoughts what do you how do you react to what vivica just put on the table for us well i couldn't agree more i mean i've been in the same position where i've received those emails uh, and occasionally i send a note back and say this is completely inappropriate um, for the most part, I just delete. But I think the important thing for people to remember, sure, some of it might be a scam, but also some of it might just be, believe it or not, people are just ignorant of the right way to behave online and in certain channels. So, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but all we need to say here is it's not match.com. Move along. <laughs> Move along. Very good point. And I'd love to hear what Sherelle Robinson Brown has to say. I know you have an opinion on this, Sherelle. Join us. Absolutely. Just to piggyback on what Barb just said about uh, being aware of what's going on and being sensitive, I just want to say that I feel like um, understanding from a diversity and inclusion perspective helps a lot with making the right connections and talking with people in a way that they feel that they're included. Um, A topic near and dear to my heart because I'm at the intersection of being a minority and a female. This is the opposite of the world that I live in. So it's Mm -hmm. very important for me to be in an environment that has leaders that look like me. Um, It is something that I want my daughters to see. I don't want them to see limitations, but I want them to see opportunities. And I want them to understand that our differences are what makes us interesting. So I often tell them to talk to someone who doesn't speak the same native language that you do, someone who's not the same age as you are, someone who is completely different. This will help you debunk stereotypes or myths that are associated with a particular group of people. Um, And it will make diversity, inclusion, and equity a part of your repertoire, and you'll be able to function outside of your normal comfort zone. And others will feel comfortable around you because you make them feel important. So. Very, very well put. Vivica, I'm going to circle back to you because you started this really good intro to our roundtable. Any thoughts on what your colleagues on the panel have just added? Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. And, you know, it it made me think of, um, I wrote a post last year on, you know, 86 cents and how women are still not being paid um, equally to men. And, and Sherelle, you reminded me that, and, and, you know, uh, women um, of of color are even less. <laughs> that's probably not a politically correct. Or are p- being paid even less. Uh, you know, women um, in diver- Yeah. Anyway, are getting paid even less. And what was and Barb, I think you actually um, stepped in on this one. What was disgusting to me. Um, it went viral. But what was disgusting to me was all of the men who were on that feed. Being like saying things like, um, and, and, and unfortunately it was just the men doing this, saying things like, well, of course women don't get, you know, paid equally. They're crazy one day of a week, one, one month out of the year. And, you know, well, of course women don't get paid the same. They should be in the kitchen. Like literally oh. on LinkedIn, a business oh. site. Men were saying things like that. And actually, I think, Barbara, you, you stood up and said, does your boss know what you're saying here? Um, which, 
to, to the men who are doing that, what idiots, because quite frankly, yeah. everything is, you know, everything that's online, anything that's digital, there are screenshots, it's in a server somewhere, um, and that, that oh, yeah. will definitely get you fired. Yep, the tide is turning. It is changing. I'm not going to go into all the hashtags, but we know what they are, and they're changing yeah. mindsets, turning heads, and etiquette is taking on a new meaning at so many levels in the business world. That's probably part four and five of this show, and I think you're all coming back for sure. Uh, I'm, I'm going to send you an invitation after this. We, we can't even cover enough. I, I know it. So, Barb Giamanco, I'm looking at your notes here. I'm going to read a couple of them, Barb. I want to make sure our listeners get as many mantras and guide points of guidance from you and the other panelists as we can fit into what we have left here. So number one, Barb says, be patient. Relationships matter. Give first. Help your prospects first without expecting an immediate return. And then going along with that, I think, is, is her second one. Put in the work. Ditch the pitch. There are no shortcomings. This may be the single biggest mistake salespeople make. They think using social media is a shortcut to closing business. It is not. Barb, talk to us, please. Great points. Uh, yeah, so I mean, now that we've kind of level set of the discussion, LinkedIn really is a, uh, it, it's a business site. And of course, we're here talking about social and social selling. And so for most business to business sellers, and certainly a lot of business to consumer sellers, LinkedIn is the place where you're going to want to go to figure out strategic ways to engage with buyers. Um, in a way that makes sense and is relevant to them. But I do find, Bonnie, because I think that salespeople are often feeling the pressure to make more phone calls, make more, you know, send more emails. They're feeling this pressure to try and do more, more, more to get to quota that then they jump online and without realizing it, they kind of move their, their spam over to, you know, the online platform and it results in crazy yeah. things happening, um, you know, in, in mails on LinkedIn. It, re, it, it leads to people jumping into conversations, trying to hijack them, making sales pitches. So I think for me, I want people to realize that as far as I'm concerned, in the 30 years I've been selling, relationships have always mattered. And the more that you can think about how to give first, it actually speeds up the process. It's a little bit counterintuitive, uh, but the more that you can give to others first, that kind of demonstrates who you are, that you're a person of integrity, that you're more about helping others first without expecting that immediate return. So, you know, it takes work. You've got to be patient, but that's selling in general. Very good point. Thank you. And, and you know, th this was a change, I believe, in the concept of face-to-face -face networking. I can remember going to a lot of networking groups when I was in between jobs, living on Long Island, oh, about 10 years ago, maybe, Barb. And people were saying, don't sit down and say, I have this graphic design business and I do the greatest newsletters yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Just sit and say, you know, what what's your business doing? What do you need? Where are you right now? How can I be of help to you? Can I introduce you to people? Can I share some ideas with you things like that and that was a big change to the old mantra of walk up look good firm handshake grip between the first and second finger business card in left hand don't inter interrupt a group with three or more because you're going to be the outsider and always leave with a smile and find a mnemonic to remember their name and, and that was yeah. i think that am i right Am I right? Oh, Those were sure. yeah, def most definitely. But you know, sadly, a lot of that still goes on. And again, either through lack of training, lack of an experience, uh, pressure to just you know, selfishness, <laughs> focusing on yourself first. 
I mean, even when I go to in-person networking meetings today, my goal is not to give cards. My goal is to get cards because if yeah. if you make a meaningful connection with three to five people, let's say, and then they enjoy the conversation so much that they want to give you the card, now you know you've made a connection. But that generally doesn't happen in my experience if you're just uh, pitching first. Online, it's even worse because when that happens online, so like my favorite people to delete immediately or the ones who can, you agree to connect and the very next thing you get in your, your mailbox is this long sales pitch. And it's sort of like, look, I just said hello. I, I, didn't, I didn't invite you to tell me the story of your, your business and, you know, everything that you did. And so there's this, that is a, you know, that's just a big miss because, again, when you think about that old adage, you may never get a second chance to make a great first impression. Right. We're yep. making impressions all the time. And I don't know about my panelists, but I'm less tolerant of the people who you can tell are just trying to get for themselves. Absolutely. Sherelle, I want you to join us, please. What do you think about the topic that Barb introduced and or Vivica's comments just now? Sherelle Robinson-Brown. Yeah, so two things about that. I think that when you're trying to treat others as you wish to be treated, this is why social listening is so important as a core fundamental piece of social selling. You have to understand that although people are on social channels, everyone has not embraced the digital transformation, and you need to understand why that person hasn't. So they may be available on a digital channel, but if you're sending them a long sales pitch, you're going to lose that humanized connection. Um, And this is especially important in how we approach customers or partners or colleagues or other people who are on social channels but not active. So it's essential for me to improve my personal brand. I need to listen to what they're saying or what they're not saying and get them to engage and not feel intimidated by the advanced tactics um, that many sales and marketing people used. Um, so that's my thoughts on that piece. Okay. I'm, I'm going to throw a little monkey wrench into the conversation here. I, I lose track of work anniversaries. I've worked for SAP more than twice as many years as I work for any other company. That tells you how much I love this. And if you look on LinkedIn, you'll know I say straight out, this is my dream job. The privilege of talking yeah. to very smart people like the three of you to be able to bring thought leaders together to have real conversations to reach an audience last year of almost a million people around the world. Woo-hoo. But um, I didn't know my anniversary until two weeks ago. I got 52 messages on LinkedIn and I, these are pouring into what is this and people I don't know who they are. I have 4,400 LinkedIn network people on my, who connected with me over the years. I don't know most of them. Come on, ladies. And I got 52 messages and exactly the same. Bonnie, congrats on your work anniversary. And then the signature of whoever it was. I have no clue who they are. They don't have any clue who I am. It was very nice of them. That's how I found out I had my eighth anniversary of my original hiring as a contractor by SAP, blah, blah, blah. But of the, of the 52, and there have been quite a few more since then, there were probably five I knew. I sent a thank you to everyone, but a personal note. Now, in terms of etiquette, I just want to go quickly around the table before I go to, to some statements from Sherelle. She's got some great stuff here. Ladies, let's start with Vivica, then Barb, and then Sherelle. Should you or should you not do a congrats on your work anniversary with somebody you've never met, you have no direct dealings with other than you share <laughs> your connection on LinkedIn? Is that good or bad etiquette? Does it make any sense? Vivica? Yeah, God, 
God bless LinkedIn for trying to give us opportunities to engage <laughs> with people. But I don't think what they're trying to do is say, you know, blast your entire network. Now, and even if you're going to send one of those congrats on your work anniversary, congrats on your birthday, congrats on your new job, <gasps> like, seriously, take two seconds, go to the person's profile, find out if you don't actually know who they are, find out who they are, and go a little bit deeper. This isn't, and, and the reason LinkedIn created these bots as they were is, is to start conversations. And unfortunately, people are just not using them the same way. Now, to be fair, no one's taught them how to use them the same, the, the, right, the correct way, right? So LinkedIn should probably say, hey, it's so-and-so's anniversary. Go to their profile, find out a little bit more about them and reach out and say congratulations. <laughs> Barb Giamanco, thoughts on this? Uh, what Vivica said. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, okay, we'll go with that. That will be a standing comment. Thank you very much. Three <laughs> words. Three words that packed a punch. Sherelle, you can't say the same thing. You can't copy her. What, what do you think, Sherelle? So I won't copy her. I'll say what Vivica and Barb said. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> I, what do you well, um, I understand completely what they said, but I, I feel like it's a start, right? People are okay. trying, and I do like Vivica's recommendation. Go and find out a little more about them in their profile. However, it gives them a start, and it warms you up. And if you're in the beginning stages of social selling, it will help you just get comfortable. It's almost like sharing. You're not putting any um, real content in there, but you're taking action and becoming or forming a habit on social channels so that you start to get comfortable with uh, the digital transformation. So, Thank you very much. And that's a perfect lead-in to we're going to go to some statements here from Sherelle Robinson-Brown. Sherelle, I want to talk about video. Uh, we've covered this uh, on our series called Think Big, Work Small that's sponsored by Lorraine Maurice at SAP. Many of you may know her. I'm trying to get her to change the title of the show to uh, something about uh, game-changing marketing for small to mid-sized businesses because mm-hmm. that's really what it is. But she did a show a couple months ago, late 2017, called Look Ma, I'm on Video. And she brought mm-hmm. us a couple of panelists who are proponents of self-made videos within the work environment by people who are not movie stars and not YouTube stars. And how do you do a 60 to 90 second video? And is it to introduce yourself? Is it to make an offer? Is it personalized? So Sherelle has very wisely included this in some of her statements here on our topic of social selling etiquette. Let me just read a little bit. She says, video and social selling. I would want to see who I'm getting socially involved with, so I anticipate my customers would too. She says, video allows customers and partners to see who I am. I would be captivated by transparency online. What a way to wow my potential connections by showing them who I truly am, personalizing my brand with a very human approach and speaking live on video about how I can help them achieve their goals. Sherelle, this is great stuff. Didn't expect this on our show today, and I'm glad you included it. So talk to us. How do you use video, and how do you get it into LinkedIn and Facebook without being pushy? Talk to me. So my passion around video and social selling, it it stems from the power and results it renders. And it mainly is because it helps us talk to our customers and partners virtually. Everybody's writing. Everybody can write. It's easy to copy content. But to see me on camera or to see someone who wants to connect with me on camera talking about what they can offer to uh, help me achieve a challenge or, I'm sorry, to, to achieve a goal is what makes this profound. So 
using video really sets you apart from everybody else because everyone's trying to earn business and they po- they're posting content. They're retweeting. They're attaching uh, links to articles. But video humanizes and personalizes your social profiles. It increases engagement this way. And it increases understanding. It enables you to share powerful content in very digestible chunks. Reading takes work from me, but watching a video is entertaining. So your audience can really just sit back and enjoy with very little effort. Because technology is so advanced, we don't need expensive equipment to produce video. Our smart devices have all the ability to create and share quality content. Absolutely true. And that was the point of the episode we did with Lorraine. Yes, let's go around the table. Do you use video on social, Vivica von Rosen? Well, I know that Mario had somebody videotape him doing his salsa to open a sales conference. So what do you think about video? Agree or disagree with Sherelle? I love these points. Go ahead. Vivica? Yeah, yeah, I agree 1,000%. I was going to do an amen in the background. Uh, You know, I'm a huge, huge fan of video, and finally LinkedIn has made a video, thank goodness. (laughs) A little behind the ball, but hey, we got it finally. Um, you know, and then one mob, you know, for video emails and Zoom for conferencing, you know, there's, um, there's just so many ways to actually get in front of your audience. And, and exactly like Sherelle said, to, to get them to know who you are and get a sense of who you are. Now, now having said that and knowing I'm a ginormous fan of video, I mm-hmm. totally get that there's some people that shouldn't be using video. I mean, they just... They can practice all they want, but they just they're 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 never gonna be good on video. Um, and in some cases I want bullet points too. Like I I, I I do this in the morning, you know, it's 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 six o'clock in the morning, Alan's still asleep, I'm going through Facebook or, or LinkedIn and I can't turn on the sound and if I had some bullet points I would at least know what the video was <laughs> about. So I would say for those people who are sharing video, especially you know, on LinkedIn, Twitter, et cetera. Well, especially on LinkedIn and, and Facebook, you know, just let people know what's in that video or, or uh, have, the, have the titles in there so people can read it too. Um, so that's, that's just what I would say about video. But no, I'm, I think it's, it's a blessing uh, to, our, to our industry. Vivica, in keeping with our theme of manners due unto others and social selling etiquette, I have to ask you just two or three sentences, who should not be doing video you alluded to it but you didn't come right out and say it we don't use language on the show but seriously who should not you said some people no matter how much they practice no matter how expensive their cameras who come on give us a, a profile here yeah you know and i'm not really talking about men or women or 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 yeah. any other uh <laughs> physical attributes um but it is the people who are just you know, it's the same people who are deathly afraid of being on stage. They're just deathly afraid of, mm-hmm. the, of the lens and the camera. And the fact is, yes, you can train yourself out of it, um, yeah. but there are, there are probably better things for those people to be doing. It's really just okay. a matter of what is going to be the best platform for you as a social seller, what is going to be the best way of engaging with people as a social seller. And while I love video and I love being on stage and I love being in front of the camera, um, there are just some people who are, uh, who are extremely uncomfortable with it. And, yeah. and I just think there's better use of their time and resources. Uh, okay. <laughs> than, so it's, than the, it's the fear factor. To make, 
Yeah, the fear factor and, and the discomfort. That's what I was trying to get to. Barb Giamanco, we have time for you to talk about this. A quick wrap-up from Sherelle, and then we're going to go back around the table to Vivica and start the predictions round. So, Barb, what do you think about video? Good, bad, ugly? Well, let's leave the ugly out of it. Good or bad, or use it or don't? <laughs> well, kind of building on what uh, both of my uh, my fellow panelists have said, uh, what I would say is uh, two things about video. If we're talking about using video in terms of your overall content marketing strategy, where you're trying to, uh, you know, engage with potential buyers in a different kind of way, then I think you have to think really carefully about whether or not that's the right medium for you, which um, Vivica just talked about. Because I think quality makes a difference. Um, yeah. I'm not necessarily impressed when people are posting these videos. It, you know, they're dark. You can't really tell what's going on. They're not very articulate. Yes, I see who the person is, but are they really making the right kind of impression? And yeah. also, if you're thinking about video from a marketing uh, point of view, then once again, this is not a sales pitch. And I see a lot of that, right? So they're just moving to another medium to try and pitch people. If, however, you're using video to really communicate some interesting insights, you're talking about some research you just read that might be interesting to a buyer, then that can be a really great thing, right? Because everybody learns uh, differently. As Sherelle said, she likes to watch video. I'm good with reading. Now, the second way to think about video, though, and I think sellers... Uh, I hope more sellers are doing it. It seems like it's it's more of a thing these days. But I think it is really important to consider using more video conferencing in your sales calls. So when you're talking with people one-to-one, you really do get that kind of interpersonal connection. Uh, once again, though, think about your environment. Make sure your camera mm-hmm. is not looking up your nose. Make sure you've got decent lighting. <laughs> I mean, again, it's, you know, it sounds funny, but look around. There's a lot of that out there and it's not necessarily good. So if you're thinking about your personal brand, put a little effort into the quality. And if it's really not your thing and you're not comfortable, then follow this lead. Find the approach that's most comfortable for you and do that. And I have the same advice for writers. Not everybody's a writer. Not everybody's good at blogging. So kind of find what works for you. But we know everybody thinks they're a good writer. And today, when I do famous birthdays on my Monday night personal show, Read My Lips, where I interview new authors, I do the famous birthdays. And when I put in the date famous birthdays, 95% of the famous birthdays that come up are people from age 8 to 22 who are YouTube stars, reality stars, uh, Pinterest stars, you name it. I've never heard of them. I don't care about their birthdays. So everybody thinks they are. That's a topic for another show, but we have to go back. Uh, Sherelle, we're going to save your wrap-up on that for your predictions if you want to focus on video. That would be great. Vivica Von Rosen, I have 60 seconds, and that's all for you to wrap up. In terms of your prediction, what kind of a discussion will we be having? I know you're all coming back with me in a couple of weeks on Coffee Break. I haven't sent you the invitation, but let's pretend you're not going to talk about this with me until 2020. So what will change about Mind Your Manners and Social? Vivica Von Rosen, Van Gresso, 60 seconds. They're all yours. Go. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm like obsessed with the Boston Dynamics um, robots right now. And I just, with robotics, with artificial intelligence, with AR, um, I think that, you know, we're going to have to be very careful because so much more of our engagement, much like we just talked about with congratulations, much more is going to be um, artificial intelligence bots, chat bots. Um, and it's going to be very sophisticated. And in many cases, 
we won't know if we're talking to a human being or or a robot, right, or a, a or a program. And so um, I think we'll be having mm-hmm. a conversation in 2020 about where is it appro- appropriate to use this AI and, and how do we best use AI and still have the human connection. Thank you. Very well put. And that, again, I told you, is my show. Mario's going to be on with me and Kirsten Boylo yeah. and, and two other people tomorrow talking about two worlds collide, the world of AI and the world of social selling, digital selling. That's going to be a boom kind of a show. Sorry, I boom. probably blew the mic. Uh, uh, Barb Giamanco, predictions. I've got 60 seconds with your name on them. Go. Predictions. Hmm. Well, you know, I, I think that the the only prediction I can offer, Bonnie, is that hopefully people will start to get the message that how you behave online really matters and then what you say and do matters and it all stays there for forever. Now, I'm going to tune in to, to listen and, and hear more about AI because I absolutely agree that um, that's going to that's gonna throw a whole new monkey wrench into the system. So, nothing wildly uh, radical in terms of a prediction. I just hope that as we continue to do these kinds of shows and have these conversations, people will take a breath, step back, and think before they type or speak. Thank you very much. And by the way, there was a very interesting article in the New York Times over the weekend. I get it on my phone, and when I wake up at 3 or 4 or 5 or 6, thank God, it was 7 this morning, <laughs> I will I will read. It comes in at 4.09 a.m., by the way, in case anybody's wondering. <laughs> I'll read it on my phone and um, in, in bed just to get myself tired again to go back to sleep. But there was an article, the text is going to be out, and it's going to be all video and on audio. So that's where it's going. And I think when I invite the three of you back, I'd like to focus on the, on AI and the etiquette involving new forms of social media on social selling. We can c- cover that. Sherelle Robinson-Brown, I saved 60 seconds for you. Equal time predictions, go. So my predictions are exactly what Barb said, but I predict that social selling or whatever its name is going to morph or evolve <laughs> into is going to be a core part of curriculum within high schools and possibly Whoa. middle school and college. Yeah. So that... yeah. Our millennials and the people coming up through the technological um, wormhole are going to understand that this stuff does stay on and there are certain rules that you have to follow. So social selling won't be an add-on. It's going to be a part of a core curriculum. Wow, that's a great prediction. Ladies, will you verbally accept my invitation to come on Coffee Break if I send you a quick invite in the next two hours? Will you accept it? Absolutely. I'm there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We we need to focus. We're going to take everything you sent me. All I need is a new opening quote, and I need a couple of one or two points from each of you on video, on the changing nature of social with the incoming AI. It's not going to take it over, but what will be the role? And we'll do, we're going to call that, I don't know what part it'll be, but it's it's been wonderful. I want to thank the three of you. Great conversation. Vivica Von Rosen, you're our newbie today. I hope this was good for you, Vivica. Awesome. I had so much fun. It's our birthday present to you. We didn't even know it. It is. (laughs) And you've got a birthday cake and you've got a, you've got a puppy with a microphone singing happy birthday from, from Barb on, on, uh, yes, where anybody wants to see the birthday cake, go to Twitter and go to hashtag SAP radio and at SAP radio. Uh, Barb Giamanco, always a pleasure. Love your new picture. And Sherelle Robinson Brown, thank you for everything. Uh, Just terrific points added a lot to the conversation you all did. Shout out to Kirsten Boyleau, who probably introduced me 
to most of you, and I appreciate that. And Vivica, it's about time we got you on Game Changers. Everybody else has been on. Bryn Tillman has been on a couple shows as well. So glad to meet you and have a great day. So uh, I'll be back in one hour with a debut of our brand new show, Game Changing Conversations. We're going to be talking about open innovation, taking collaboration to the bank. My special guests are Upin Barve from SAP. And we have, let's see, Akshay Patel, co-founder of Sust Analyze, and Scott Schwartzman, VP of Global Global Strategic Customer Program at SAP. Going to be a great conversation. Be back at 12 noon Eastern with that show right here on the Business Channel. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and here's my call to action. Oh, shout out to Aaron, Aaron Keller at World Talk Radio, our fearless engineer. Aaron, you rock. Here we go. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and make a video what you're waiting for. Make sure it's good, though. Make sure you've got a good branding head on your shoulders. Go out and be a game changer today, just like our birthday lady, Vivica Von Rosen, just like Barb Giamanco, just like Sherelle Robinson-Brown. Have a great day. I'll be back. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Changing the Game with Social Selling, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.